What's up, Michigan? Welcome to the State Champs Michigan Extra Point Podcast presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU has over two dozen varsity NAIA collegiate sports at Lawrence Tech. Athletic and academic scholarships are available. Recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. Extra Point is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA is looking for motivated individuals to become officials. Great part-time pay and a way to stay connected to the game. Help wanted, just whistle. Visit MHSAA.com for details. Hungry Howie's. Do you want free food? Hungry Howie's and state champs have a great offer for you. Order your next meal at HungryHowie's.com. Use the special code CHAMPS to receive one free order of Howie's bread. Some restrictions do apply. And the sport medicine pros at the Detroit Medical Center. Check out our Game Changers segment with great tips on training, injury prevention, and rehab, plus more. For immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash gamechangers. This is the companion podcast to our State Champs Michigan Extra Point Talk Show. We've got recaps of some of the best games from the weekend, previews, and more. Watch it on your preferred platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, statechampsnetwork.com, or our free streaming app. My name is Ryan Slocum. Scott Bernstein is with me. Matt Mowry will also be along to discuss the state rankings shortly. But first, joining us today is Davison's head coach, Jake Weingartz. Jake, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, let's jump right into it, man. This is the one everybody had on the calendar right out of the gate. Davison and Grand Blanc has turned into a huge rivalry. Can you tell us the excitement? I Probably as soon as uh, the game got done Friday, you guys started pumping up for this one, didn't you? Yeah, you know, uh, obviously we've had a lot, a lot of success against Grand Blanc the last four times we've played them. Um, you know, and they're, they've been – undefeated the last three years that uh, we've seen him in the regular season. So really nothing's changed for us. Um, obviously, we got to go out and put a, put a complete game together. Um, as far as the rivalry goes, you know, I mean, we've we've handled them pretty well the last couple of years. And, um, you know, we're going to kind of kind of do what we've done the last four times we played them and go out, play some physical football, uh, try to go up top, make some plays and just go from there. Obviously, uh, this has turned into quite the rivalry. No love lost here between you guys. Can you? I know when two teams are good, obviously a rivalry tends to happen. Is there a little bit more juice in this one, though? How how has this become such the rivalry it's become in Genesee County? Yeah, you know, maybe we've uh, some kids haven't really liked what's going on over there and, and voiced their opinion about how they like what's going on over here, stuff like that. But um, you know. Here at Davison, we don't get caught up into into the banter, into making this game bigger than it is. You know, I mean, we we take one game at a time, and we just so happen to play an undefeated uh, top ten ranked Grand Blank. So we're excited about the opportunity, and you know, excited to show yet again um, who the top dog in uh, Genesee County is. They're uh, coming in three and zero. They played some good games, and they've come back. 
maybe they haven't done that quite so well in the past. They've gotten down a little bit. What do you see different about this team? It does seem like this is a different team than in the past. What, what can you tell us about what you've seen on tape? Yeah, you know, again, I mean, the last three years that we've seen them in the regular season, they've been undefeated up to that point. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Elijah is a, is a great player. Um, he's he's extremely special. Their their quarterback's been doing a great job with his arm and with his feet. He's extremely mobile, you know. So that's that's something that that we really have to slow down. And and they have a lot of playmakers on the outside, which which obviously poses a problem. They're, you know, they can get you through the air. They can get you on the ground with Elijah, and then obviously the the quarterback can can also pose a threat on the ground. So, um, you know, those are three things that we really got to stop. And then offensively, you know, we have to to control the football and, and, and play a clean game. You know, the last couple games, we've put the ball on the ground, turned the ball over, and if we do that against them, it, it's going to be a long night for us. Hey, Jake, uh, Scott Bernstein here. Can you talk a little bit about your quarterback situation? I mean, it's been uh, a roller coaster, uh, I mean, dating back to last year with uh, uh, Sullivan, who, who uh, you know, was, was the best quarterback in the state and then left in the middle of the playoffs. I mean, it, that doesn't sound great, but if you know the situation, you know that he didn't just abandon his team. Because of COVID, the season got pushed, and, and he had to report to Northwestern. You plugged in uh, a, a wide receiver at quarterback who played great uh, at, at the end of the playoffs, got into the state finals. You got a new guy coming in now. Uh, what, what's it been like, uh, you know, just – getting your offense on track with, you know, three different quarterbacks over the last, like, five games? Yeah, you know, I mean, style of the, the three is, is I mean, each one poses a different threat. You know, Brennan was a was a major dual threat guy. Um, when we plugged Dion in against uh, Catholic Central and Rockford, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of time to, to get him up to speed as far as all the intricacies in the passing game. So uh, we did a lot of stuff with him on the ground and a lot of play action to get him out of the pocket. Um with uh, Braylon Himmeline, he's new as well. You know, he hasn't been here that long, but um, if anybody's watched him play, he's I think he's going to be pretty special. He's about 6'3", 6'4". He's got a strong arm. Um, you know, he doesn't have 4 or 5 speed, but but he's extremely athletic. Um, he, he can make plays out of the pocket, and we're, we're very, very excited about him. He's only a junior, you know, so we'll have him for one more year, and, and, and he's getting better each game too, so um, – Again, Braylon's done great up to this point. You know, I mean, the guys around him need to step up. I mean, we need to be able to run the ball more effectively. Um, and if we do that, it's obviously going to open up things in the passing game where we can take take big-time play-action shots. How's Sully like in Chicago? Have you talked to him? Yeah, man, he loves it. Yeah, I actually talk to him a lot. He uh, he watches all our games on huddle. Um, he's doing great there. You know, he's, he's having a great time. Um, he's already like 220 pounds. He looks like wow. a grown man. Yeah. So uh, what a very great excited place. for him, and I think he's going to be special, man. He's he's a kid that you're going to watch. I mean, I think he's got a legitimate chance to start next year. I, I agree, Pat. He's a Pat. He's a Pat Fitzgerald special. Like he is just like tailor made grinder. for a for a Pat Fitzgerald like team. Yeah. Yep. He's a grinder for sure. Coach, you talked about running the ball. First couple weeks, you didn't have your running back. Uh, Jalen Flowers out with an injury. You got him back this past week. Can you tell us, you don't have a ton of returning starters. To have him back, man, how big was that last week to get you going, get a dub under your belt there going into this week? Yeah, you know, I mean, we had to start a, a freshman running back week one against uh, Clarkson, obviously week two against Catholic Central. Um, 
and and AJ did a great job. But uh, getting Jalen back last week was huge. He's he's still not a hundred percent from a from a in shape standpoint because he wasn't able to run for so long with his uh, foot injury. But uh, foot's fully healed, um, you know. And obviously having him back last week, you know, he's he's a big time difference maker, and he's just gonna get better the more he plays as well. You know, he's gonna get in shape. Get more feel for the game, so uh, he he definitely makes us an extremely better team. Tell us a little bit about just the year so far. Strange year for you. You had a brutal schedule to start, but you lose those first two games. You're not used to that. Uh, I think it's been since long before you were even here that uh, that you lost the first two games of the year. How strange was that? And, and also that Catholic Central game. I know you guys probably feel you beat yourself a little bit. You put the ball on the ground, a couple of punt returns and whatnot. Uh, yep. Things got more on the right track last week. But can you tell us how you are as a program, as a team right now? Because I know you're not used to losing two games to get the thing going. Right. Yeah, you know, we, we kind of sat down after last year's season and, and we realized that we were going to be extremely young. Um, similar to what we were in, in uh, 2019, you know, I mean, we got – two returning starters on defense, two on offense. And, and we said, you know what, we need to schedule uh, tougher opponents earlier in the schedule to, to see where we're at um, as a team. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes you can learn a heck of a lot more from losing than you can from winning. You know, you take the, the 2019 team, we did not play a tough schedule to start, you know, and then we go to play uh, De La Salle down to Detroit week seven. And, and we have absolutely got our butts whipped, you know, and that was kind of an eye opener. Like, well, you know, we got to fix this. We got to fix that. We got to fix that. So, you know, it's kind of this tough schedule is, is, is what we wanted. You know, did we want to start on two? No, uh, but with the young team, you know, they have to understand what it takes um, mentally and physically to, to compete with top level teams. And, you know, if you're going to be the best, you got to play the best. And that's, that's kind of our, our thinking here at uh, Davison. Yeah, you like the Ric Flair line. To be the yeah. man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Are, are, have you seen the growth even after just two weeks? Did you see that growth last week against BCC? And you had to come back. You got down early in that game, too, did you not? Am I correct on that? Yeah, yep. Yeah, we were down 13-7. Um, and then we, we, I think we scored like 21 unanswered. But, yeah, I mean, we just, just from a, just from an effort standpoint, in a in an ex in an execution standpoint, we've seen a tremendous amount of growth because – you know, nine of our kids on offense have never played a varsity snap. Nine of our kids on defense have never played a varsity snap. So um, they are getting better, you know, and I think, again, with that tough schedule to start, that that really forces that growth. That kind of speeds up that process to, to get us into a position where we can go out Friday um, and put together a, a full game against Grand Blanc. Jake, uh, we're winding down here, but I kind of want to – pick your brain for just 30 seconds what you've been able to do with this program has been incredibly impressive uh you're a young guy it's not like davison has this huge football legacy uh coach zim came in and, and kind of uh up the ante a little bit and then you came in after zim and up the ante even further what what's been the What's the secret recipe, man? What have you done uh, for someone that, you know, it's not like you came from a, uh, you know, winning state championships at other schools and, you know, implemented a system that had been tried and true for you. This is your first head coaching job and uh, you've hit it out of the park. What, what's been the, 
What's the, what, what's been the secret recipe? What's the secret sauce? Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, obviously we have a, a, a tremendous staff. Um, you know, we've got, I think, all but one of our coaches uh, played collegiately. You know, so we have guys who know what they're doing, um, are, are passionate about coaching, are passionate about the kids. You know, I think the, the greatest thing that we do at Davison is, is our coaches build relationships with our kids, you know. So our, our kids trust our coaches. Uh, our kids want to play hard for our coaches. And uh, just, you know, we've, we've really tried to instill a, a, a family atmosphere from day one when I got here. You know, if 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 you're not going to let the guy down next to you and you're going to play your tail off, you know, then you're going to be in good shape. And then obviously toughness and uh, physicality. And that's not something that that starts in August. That That's something that starts in January in the weight room, day in, day out. Uh, blue collar mentality, bring your lunch pail to work, to work deal. Um, and that's kind of been the thing, you know, and obviously we've had some good players, you know, this is not a. <laughs> a coaches only thing. I mean, Brendan Sullivan, Caleb Smith, Logan Pascoe. I mean, we've had some guys, um, but we've had some guys that, that buy in and, you know, coaches trust their players, players trust their coaches, develop great relationships. And uh, I think when you do that, when the kids know that you truly care about them, not only as a, as a football player, but as a person, you're going to see a heck of a lot more effort and they're going to run through a, a, a brick wall for you. Well, and that's true. You see it. Even, you know, you don't see all the time coaches out there tweeting and whatnot. But going back to this week, and I'll say it, I know you might not say it. You get you get some coach talk on the Twitter a little bit, and they're defending their players. They are pumping up their players. I see guys tweeting out their huddle. Hey, check out this dude. L- look at whoever it is. And, and they're talking. They do. It truly is a family. And these coaches who might be 40, 50, 60 years old, are pumping these kids up and i'm sure i'm sure that matters well, I mean, on friday the, the the team and the program seems to be built in the image of the coaches i mean since i've started covering davison at this level and it's only been the last couple of years for for state champs and like i said covering zim when he started and now covering uh coach weingarts the 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 competitive spirit and the the fire within yeah with these kids, it's just it's it's from the top of the roster to the bottom of the roster. It's it's every snap, um, guys are going 125 miles an hour, and whatever sport it is, whether you're talking football, basketball, soccer, hockey, yeah, you know that Wrestling. is that is like the ultimate equalizer when you can coach motor, yeah, <laughs> and you can coach, you know, uh, you know, being a competitor yeah. and and what it means to to respond to adversity and what it means to be tough. Yeah. Because there's a lot there's as we know, there are a lot of teams with a lot of four star uh recruits, but you know, there are also a lot of teams with four star recruits that don't go very far in the playoffs sure. because those recruiting stars don't always translate right. into toughness, into competitive spirit. But you have a program like Davison and you have a coach like uh Coach Weingars and and it's 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 practice it's every practice it's every snap it's every game yeah and and that's a mentality that that doesn't uh, that goes all four quarters it's sure. not something that it becomes uh like a knee jerk it becomes just that's just what you do yeah when you play da- football for for davis do you do you, did, did you have to do much to get that out of these kids or was it there and you just had to get it out of them you know, I think it. I think Davison's always been a, a very, very blue collar, tough community. You know, it's just, it's just getting them to buy in, getting them to trust what you're telling them to do, getting them to trust the guy next to them, and um, 
You know, I, I think the biggest thing for us up to this point and on, on why we've struggled, I think our, I mean, we have some physically tough kids, but the one thing with a young team, you have to be mentally tough as well. You know, and I think our first two games, you see one mistake turns into two mistakes, two mistakes turned into three, um, you know, and that's, that's kind of something that, that I think we've gotten a heck of a lot better at since week one. Um, but, you know, again, we, we coach them hard during the week. Practice is much harder than the game for us. We try to make practice as intense and fast-paced as possible. Uh, so when they get out there on Friday, you know, things have, have slowed down and they can process. And uh, obviously it's worked in the past, and we're going to keep keep hammering away. And uh, can't wait to get a shot at the, uh, the Grand Blank Bobcats Friday, our buddies. Last, yeah, <laughs> last thing for you, and I know there's probably nothing super secret anymore. They have enough tape, and they've seen you through the years. But in a rivalry game and one that has a little bad blood like this one, Without telling us what, you got something special for them? Is there something they haven't seen yet that you're going to try to pop them with? Well, I mean, last year I think we ran the same play 47 times, just <laughs> right and left, didn't change it, and couldn't stop it. So uh, once we find something that works, you know, we're not going to try to reinvent the wheel. We're not going to try to trick them. Um, once we find something that works, we're going to stick with it, and uh, they're going to have to buckle up and stop it. So can't wait. Saginaw Valley League, this is a big one. Could go a long way the, the toward big, the, who wins this sucker. The biggest. The biggest in my, you know, yeah. in my estimation. It, it, old Jake's old squad may have something to say about that across oh, down the road, I-69, and there at Lapeer. I think they've figured some things out over there. They're, they're not going to be too bad, but this is the big one now. J- Jake, this is the big one. Where, uh, I'm, I excuse my uh, naivete on your resume. I know you were from Lapeer. What, uh, what, uh, which, high, which high school did you go to? Uh, I actually went to Lapeer's, graduated from there. Then I went to Wayne State, played, and I yeah, was actually no. the head coach at Lapeer's for six yeah. years. Oh, I um, apologize. Why I just I just previously said he had no head coaching I, experience. I didn't want to jump on ah, you. But yeah, well, you know. I don't know what I'm talking. About. Well, after those two losses, it it, it didn't look like I did, man. <laughs> and then well, I was he, the he, offensive coordinator when the school combined for four, and then uh, that's see that's when it, that that's four. when I. That's how I knew him as the OC yeah, at, yep. for the Lapeer Lightning. Yep. I, I don't know why I didn't know that. I apologize. Well, it's been a minute. Oh, you're now, good. You know, man. we're getting old, dude. Yeah. This was shoot, yeah. man. It was. <laughs> it has been a while ago. And and I should, Jake. This your fourth year now at Davison. Is that correct? Or are you in year yeah. five now? Four. Yeah, that's what yep, I thought. It's good, man. We're getting old, dude. You, know, I covered oh, Jake when Jake played. played. That's how old I am. I was like 12. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, him and Big Jake. Big Jake Long is oh, his course. best friend. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, so they were on that squad over there that Lapeer East did not have a great track record. And these guys took them. Yep. These guys took them quite a ways, man, when they were seniors. So, yeah, man, I, that tells you how old I am. I, I covered the freaking guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and Jake was the, wasn't he the number one pick in the draft? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he was. yeah, he did okay. It doesn't get much better than that. He did okay. Well, yeah. Jake, dude, we appreciate your time, man. I know you got some classes to teach and everything. I will be out there. State champs will be out there this Friday. It should be a good one. Uh, not according to Jake, though. It's not going to be a good one. They're they're gonna they're gonna get them again. But we will definitely bring you the highlights of whatever happens in that one, Jake. Man, we appreciate your time, dude. We'll see you Friday night. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a great day, and I'll I'll see you Friday. Good luck, Jake. All right, man. Take care. Take care.
All right, we want to thank Coach Weingarts once again for joining us. And now we move on. It is week four of the high school football season already. The top 25 rankings are out. The guy that puts them all together is our very own Matt Mowry. Matt, how you doing today, man? Not bad. How you guys doing? Hanging in, hanging in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fall. It's football. I mean, yeah, you can't get any better. Than you that. can't get any better. We're almost halfway through this thing already, and we do have a new number one team atop the state champs rankings here in Michigan. Matt, go ahead, man. Reveal who is number one in the land right now. Well, yeah. Last last week, the discussion and the thought process was, well, maybe Castec, maybe Belleville. Who do we put at number one? Turns out the answer to that is neither, because both <laughs> of them uh, ended up losing last week. Um, Castec had a had a shootout with King, uh, lost forty one thirty four, and then Belleville, first time they've lost a KLAA game since they joined the conference. It's their first regular season loss. Uh, since they came over from the from the old WeWAC, um, lost to lost to a Churchill team that's got some parts and has been steadily climbing. I bumped them up from uh, 18 all the way up to uh, number 10 into the into the top 10 coming off that. Now they've got Wayne Memorial this week, so we probably won't be tested again. But that's going to be a good three way race. Which is good to see in that in that conference because a lot of times Belleville hasn't necessarily been tested in the regular season by their conference mates. Going to be a good three-way race with Churchill, Forts, and, and Belleville uh, down the stretch. And with, with Cass and King, I mean, obviously, losing one in the regular season to your rival just means that that sets up a, a great rematch potentially for the PSL title game. Pushes up to number one, though, a Chip Valley team that is rolling, uh, although they had to had to work a bit to get past Eisenhower last week, uh, 28-21. Um, you got Cephas Harris, who's just doing all kinds of great things offensively for them. And that, that Chip Valley team, don't know how long they're going to stay because that Mac Red schedule is is brutal and it's it's hard to get through that league unscathed. So... We could be looking at another, you know, new number one in a couple of weeks right. again, just because it's it's so hard to get through. Got to test this week at Dakota. You got to go to uh, uh, Dakota and and get past a Dakota right. team that is very formidable. Well, we talked about Cephas last week, and because of what he did, he is in our top 10 for Mr. Football. He worked his way in. Coach called his well shot. Deser- well-deserving. Tricky Trey. Well, and Matt, you you mentioned King. Uh, There was a little bit of discussion. What should you do for number one? They do come in at number two. They're two and one on the year. They lose on a Hail Mary. That was the decision for you. Hey, they do have the one blemish. So Chip Valley's the number one team in the land. Yeah, and and King is the highest ranked team with a loss. Uh, The other ones have got Castec at six. Uh, with, with the one loss, Belleville's at seven, West Bloomfield at eight. And those were kind of the ones we were looking at in the preseason as the number one teams. Then after that, Catholic Central has been a top 10 team. Uh, so we've got some one-loss teams there in, in the 
the top 15. DeWitt is at 11. They also have a loss. Um, Mona Shores is uh, at 13, also with a loss. But again, these are teams that we knew coming in. You know, they're either defending champions or teams that went a long way and came back and brought back a lot. So I don't think it's a stretch. There are still some teams that, that are very good that are working their ways up the rankings. Another one I know that you just uh, talked to Coach Weingarts at Davison. They've got a big uh, matchup with Grand Blank this week, and I'm, and this is kind of one of those put up or shut up for for Grand Blank. If if they want to be one of those programs in the state of Michigan, you know, like we think they possibly can be, and they've been kind of a sleeping giant. This is the week they got to get it done. They got to go to Davison, and they got they got to get a win there, and that's been hard for them to do over the last couple of weeks. They do that, and they're just going to keep climbing the rankings. Uh, even more absolutely how about how about you mentioned Grand Rapids Catholic Central there at number three west side of the state the number one team right now on the west side huge win for them this week uh 62 to nothing over Forest Hills Eastern they just keep rolling man yeah they've got so many weapons and and I think I think it was the the, the one of the concerns for them coming in was just kind of a depth thing, and they graduated so many seniors. But obviously, we knew the stars they had coming back, and that's just a program that kind of does the next man up thing. And yeah, they've just been rolling, you know. And they're right there neck and neck with Rockford. Rockford's at number four. They they got a shutout win over East Kentwood, forty-eight nothing. They've got a test against a Granville team that everybody had uh, high expectations for uh, coming into the season. That's one of those kind of ground and pound. Kind of, kind of teams over there that can give uh, teams fits. They're one and two, but that's still, a, again, it's a formidable team that they've got coming in. And I think one of the games of the week probably is is number five, De La Salle, uh, visiting uh, the Lawrence Tech campus there and, and taking on Brother Rice. Uh, right. Brother Rice had a had a question mark at quarterback, and they have solved that with, uh, with Hunter Polanke. Great. Yeah, great promise, and yeah, and, and it's it's looked far smoother than maybe even, you know, people on staff thought it was going to be going into the season, and De La Salle off last week, but that's a team that, you know, just kind of keeps rolling. Once they got things settled under the new coaching staff last year, they really haven't missed a beat the entire way since then. Who's a team, Matt? You know, looking at the numbers you've already mentioned, shoot, half or most of the top ten. Who's a team who might slip in here in the next week or two, maybe just sitting outside the top ten? Who should you look for? You mentioned a grand blank. If they can pick up some wins, especially at Davidson, that might be one. How about another one that maybe you're looking at you think is going to creep up? Well, it did. One of the teams that's right outside the top 25, we moved one team into the top 25. We had uh, East Lansing drop out with their second loss, albeit another second uh, second loss to a, a ranked team. Gross Point South dropped out just because they were close enough to the bottom of the rankings. We moved South Lion in. It's going to be interesting to see how the Lakes Valley Conference race goes over the next couple of weeks because this week you've got a 3-0 and Waterford Mott team against uh, – uh, an unbeaten Lakeland team. Lakeland's one of those, if they get a couple of wins here, could leapfrog into the ranking. South Lion actually goes outside the conference this week, but they don't get a, a, a free week, so to speak, because they're taking on uh, defending D5 champ uh, Country Day. Yeah, um, I think that's a test for both of those teams. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It'll be a a product of. Yeah, this is a product, I think, of that of the new kind of schedule up kind of phenomenon that we're seeing just to teams are going to test themselves in the non-conference as much as they possibly can. You may get a good loss, so to speak, throughout the season and be okay with that. Yeah. Another, Jake Weingart just, just mentioned it, Matt. Jake Weingart's just sure. mentioned it. They, they lost their first two games, Clarkston and DCC, and he was okay with it. Hey, I learned from. We Absolutely. probably learned more from the loss. You you nailed it. Absolutely, and and you're going to see that, and and that's good to see because you you hate. I mean, some teams end up having to schedule if 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 it's hard for them to get people to come play them. I know there are some programs where it's just you know it's it's hard to get people to to take that on. But you right. hate to see the sixty-two to nothing, seventy-seven to nothing scores because you don't really get anything out of that. I mean, yeah, your JV probably gets some run, but then that helps build the program down the. But it doesn't really doesn't really test you at all, and you right. end up coming to the end of the season, and your your first stringers haven't been tested as much as you like. Right. Another couple of teams that are just outside the top ten that might possibly be moving in. One from the Down River League, Woodhaven, three and zero. They're 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 rolling certainly. Ashton Byron Molman. Center is another. Yeah. Yep. Byron Center is another one that's just outside the top twenty five that. Uh, could conceivably deserve to be in there. A couple teams that could possibly move out this week. And if you see that, and if, you know, these teams, Chelsea is another team that in the SEC white that has just rolled, you know, over the last couple of years, they just reloaded with, you know, Joe Taylor goes off to Michigan and they just reload with, you know, some more talent behind him. Lots of teams that are right on the cusp. We we kind of expanded the rankings this week and added honorable mentions, you know, four or five in each division. Orchard Lake St. Mary's three and zero going into the meat of the Catholic League schedule. You know that could be a team that they they get a couple of wins here and they vault into the top twenty five. Anything else, Scotty? I, I I'm just happy to see Chip at one. I, I've been kind of touting them this whole year and and this is no disrespect to Belleville or Cass or or King but to me you know I just think Chippewa Valley right now is is humming and they're they're kind of in cruise control mode like Matt said it's not going to get any easier they're playing in the the Mac Red so uh they got to go through the gauntlet but I'm just I'm really high on this chip team, both for 2021 and then going forward for the next four or five years with what they got uh, in the arsenal. Yeah, you mentioned it last week, yeah. man. They got the eighth. You're you're already on the eighth graders, man. man you, first you, touch you, of a varsity career going 85 <laughs> yards for a touchdown. Oh, God. that's as advertised. Well, Matt, we appreciate the time, and you can check out Matt's rankings anytime you want. All you got to do is go to our website, statechampsnetwork.com, click on the little rankings tab, bada boom, there it is, the top 25 heading into week four. Matt, appreciate it as always, my man. No problem, guys. Uh, We appreciate it, and we appreciate all you for checking us out. We'll be back here next week on State Champs Extra Point.